0: Welcome back to Blair and Barker. It's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game, ladies and gentlemen. The next voice you hear will be Mark Baffo. All right, guys. So we're looking at Mackenzie Gore today. He's going to be on the mound for the Nationals. Bet Rivers has his over/under total outs recorded tonight at fifteen and a half. Will he go over or under that number tonight against the Jays? Springer, Schneider, Guerrero, Jansen, Merrifield, Kirk, Clement, Espinal, Kiermaier. I'll take the over.
1: Yeah, me too. I, you stole my thunder there, just just a little. I, I I think he has big time extension. It's over seven feet. I think he throws anywhere from ninety eight to seventy seven, seventy eight. That's a big that's a big difference. Having a good approach, taking close pitches is not what the Jays do. So it'll be tough.
0: Uh Mark DeRosa is MLB Network analyst he joins us on Blair and Barker Mr DeRosa thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us today um look uh, Jeff Passon reporting about I don't know about half an hour, forty five minutes ago that the Angels basically put everybody not named Otani, Trout, and Rendon on waivers today. Um, they wanted Rendon, I am sure. I was actually, I'm yeah, sure they wanted to. I'm sure they wouldn't <laughs> mind putting him on. Uh, it, it, yeah, how do, how do you read this? How do, I, I mean, obviously you look at how the standings, but how do you read that, Mark? <laughs>
2: All right, I, first off. Good to be with you guys. Good to hear from you again. Um, Yeah, uh, listen, I've known Perry Manazian, the GM there, since he was a clubhouse kid in Texas in 05. So I know the grind he's been on to get to become a GM. I played with Phil Nevin and I'm still great buddies with him. I think if they were put on a lie detector, that both of them, maybe not Nev, because the manager always wants to push the throttle, but I think at the trade deadline, Perry was kind of, I could be wrong, but I feel like this was already Moreno driven their owner where it's like, Hey, we got to try and keep Otani here. I'm not trading them. We're going to keep fannies in the seats. We want you to push the throttle and see if we can get to a postseason." I think if they were being honest, you know, they probably would have moved them and moved on from it and, and try and, you know, revitalize the, the farm system and figure out a way to start piecing this together to get better and, for years to come. So I, what I see is what I see is the team that wants a little bit of salary li- relief at the end, but what I truly see is some playoff teams licking their chops. Yeah. Because the, you know, some of these guys can certainly help. I know Giolito hasn't thrown the ball great, but I mean, you'd certainly love to add him for a d- depth piece and if he gets hot, get a start in a division series. Ronaldo Lopez can certainly throw out anyone's pen throwing a 100. Hunter Renfro, I've been a big fan of him for from mm-hmm. jump. He plays D. He's got a cannon, he can go deep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm upset for for two good buddies that that tried to make a run at a postseason, but probably were were kind of not bullied that way by their owner, but definitely pushed in that direction.
0: Yeah, I got I got to imagine there are a lot of baseball executives today going, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You know, like." Uh...
2: <laughs> well, is this going to become the? Is this going to become the thing? No, oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, is this a the loophole that that teams are going to play because there's no waivers waivers anymore in August? It's very interesting, and I don't know how much money you're truly saving at this point. One more month in the season. If they all went, what do you save? A couple million bucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, grand scheme, huge. Yeah, I just find it. Yeah. Yeah, I find it in some ways disturbing. Strange. Yeah, it is. And I'll I'll ask you this, because this whole year for the Angels was about figuring out what to do with Shohei Ohtani. What do you think he's thinking today?
2: Yeah, I I think for me, it it was going to be tough for Shohei to stay there regardless. I just think the numbers were going to bear out that he was going to get more money elsewhere and a better opportunity to win. That being said, I think the UCL injury kind of brings the Angels back into fold. Mm-hmm. And then, maybe I don't know, maybe he turned to them and said, I'm out regardless, and this kind of is a move that preempted this, and they, they went out and said, all right, if we're going to lose them anyway, let's start dumping some stuff. It's they're, they're a confusing team because they play in a super tough division. I mean, Seattle's better on paper and on, on the field. Obviously, Houston's been the class of the American League for the last six, seven years. And Texas is taking a step forward. So it's like you had an uphill battle just trying to figure out a way to, to make some noise in your own division. And then they're racing like their draft pick. That guy got drafted. It's like Barker getting drafted. Ooh. Two weeks later, he's in the show. <laughs> 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 it's kind of a panic move. It comes across as that. I know the kid has certainly handled himself well, but I think it looks panicky at times.
1: D-Ray, let me ask you a question about the the Blue Jays and where they've been this season. I, I don't want to talk to you about hitting because that's sort of a roller coaster and it's very individual. But I want to do talk about mindset. You've been on both sides of a manager, uh, you know, and and a player. Been on some good teams. I got to think that the Blue Jays, I've been around the team. I, I went down on Friday, walked around the team a little bit. Yeah, you, you you can tell the the mindset has wavered a little. Like it's they're grinding. Like when it comes to the mental part of, you know, we were in a wild card spot. Now we're not. Now now Seattle's really good. You know, here comes the yeah. Red Sox. They can rake right are are we really good enough? Can we beat some bad teams that we were are we supposed to beat? Uh, can we start hitting? Is Vladdy any good? Like, that's a lot. Like, is it? Is it? I, right. Are they capable mentally of just sort of? I don't even know how to ask that question. Sort sort of have a, a get together. Everybody say we're all we're all headed in the right direction here. Like, is it possible this time of the year to do that?
2: You would think, especially with some of the names in there, and I don't even go to Vladdy and Bo, I would say George Springer. I would say Brandon Bell. Both of these guys are World Series champs and performed Mm -hmm. at the highest moments and understand what it takes. You know, maybe, Bark, I kind of watch them on a nightly basis, and I think I I get the impression we're not in in clubhouse. You don't know. It's almost the assumption, and that's why I loved when Kevin Gosman came out. It was almost this assumption, hey, guys, The talent will eventually show up. We're too good. The the name's on the back. And then next thing you know, you look up, and it's late August, and you're like, oh, my God, there's a lot of teams in the American League. We might be the odd man out. And I loved what Gosman said. He was like, at some point, you can't keep just saying we're going to get hot. We're going to run out of games here. So I just think, and it goes back, and it's a tired cliche, but it's true. You have you have to create that past the baton mentality. You have to know your role. You have to understand what you what what you know. The manager Schneider's asking you to do that mm. night to add value. And I also think he needs to. If I'm Schneider right now, it's no time for hey. This matchup presents better than the next. David Schneider's in the lineup. Yeah, I'll figure it out on somewhere else. But I got to get the best guy swinging the bat the best right now in the lineup and, and, and to try and make a run. Cause on paper, this is a scary group. If they get in, it really is. I know Vlad, it's funny. The whole Vlad thing for me is interesting because we have a, a, a really unbelievable research department uh, at the network and on, on our show, I deal with this guy, Eric Nays, who I've been with for eight years and he's been preaching that Vlad, I think he's one you know one of the better hitters in the game Mm -hmm. but he always used to come to me and go his numbers are skewed by playing in Dunedin and playing in Salem Field Mm. he put up such monster numbers in those small ballparks that it kind of skewed his numbers as to who he really is on a daily basis so I think the expectation can't be that Blad's going to carry us it's got to be Kind of more of a collective. I, I mean, I love the I love the names. I'm looking at this, you know, the names right here: the Chapman's and Witt. Merrifield's been great for you. I Love watching Kiermaier play center field. You weren't expecting much offense out of him. I mean, Bo Bichette's one of the best hitters in the sport, time and time again. George Springer is one, you know, at the highest level. Danny Jansen will take you deep and can catch. So it screams that. They get in, but it's just—it's funny. No one expected Baltimore to be this good. Tampa, I thought they were—they've lost three starters at the top of their rotation and don't seem to want to lose.
0: And Wander don't Franco, how
2: they piece it together? Yeah, I... and Wander Franco—that whole fiasco—and they seem to piece it together. So when you look at it, it's going to be an absolute grind. The way Seattle's playing, and 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 whoever doesn't win that AL West for for Toronto to kind of. Me
1: again. It's funny how you mentioned Kevin Gosman because I, I did get the impression when I was around the team somewhere around the trade deadline that, you know, the, the pitching staff was basically, without saying it out loud, we're doing our part. And then you don't go out and add a piece yeah. to a weakness that you, quite frankly, everybody sees, even if you don't watch the Blue Jays every single day. You know, the dudes ain't real good at hitting the runners in scoring position. I mean, it's obvious, right? And your best hitter, air quotes, is not getting it done. And I think there's that tension, D-Row, between you know, it's sort of boiling over that we're doing our part and you dudes aren't called up yet doing your part. And I just wonder this late in the season how, how as a coaching staff, if you can even mesh those two together, right? It's And you mentioned it. Vlad, Vladdy, I think the difference, it's funny that you mentioned about the Dunedin and the Buffalo thing. It's right center. Yeah. You know as well as anybody, most grown-ups – I'm talking about them dudes that are grown that hit fifty homers and in the forties. Gotta go to right center a lot with some backspin. Yep. That's the difference. You saw it in Dunedin with Vladdy. You ain't really seeing it in the big league parks. That
2: that's the big difference. I've always me. thought and I thought Roger Center. I mean, I was there in two thousand thirteen and I was dead by that point. And I mean, you could move a ball in that ballpark. Yeah. Yep. It don't take much to to get it out of that. I used to love taking B P there. It's like give you confidence out the you know what but it's funny you say that about the offense and the pitching staff because i go back to 2010 when i was with the san francisco giants that team went on to win the world series every hitters meeting we had in september was how do we put three runs on the board because we're killing our pitchers yeah Mm -hmm. i mean every pitch they throw is life or death and they can't make one mistake. And we felt it as an offense. We we truly it was disgust. There was it, it was almost a, we were apologizing on a nightly basis to them. But you know for some reason they found a way to get us into the postseason, and the team offensively kind of lit up. Cody Ross taking Roy Halliday, deep. Edgar Renneria woke up. It was just it was crazy how it kind of went down the tracks. That's why I say you can't you can't quit on it. And You can't allow the frustration to boil over. These names are too clean that if they if they get in, you know they can get hot and they can get as hot as anyone. On paper, this team is built to win the whole thing. Yep. And the runners in scoring position, Kev. I, I mean, I know it's not coincidence when it's when you struggle for five months, but that's tough to kind of put your your fingerprint on what is the problem there. I always go back and harken back to what Rudy Jaramillo used to used to say to us all the time, like when there was bases loaded or second and third, take the pressure off you. Just get the guy in from third. Mm -hmm. Get one in for us. And I'm telling you, if you take that mindset, then balls start to find holes, balls start to catch gaps, and you start driving them all in. There's this pressure that you feel like you have to clear the bases every time you come to the plate, and it kind of resonates down the lineup. So he used to always be like, you know, bases loaded, one out. Don't worry about gapping one. Catch something up in the zone and give me a sack fly. Like, hit something hard. Like, let's get the – let's guarantee ourselves one.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of luck, too. Yeah, Matt Chapman leads the team with at-bats with the runners and scoring position. haven't been real good at it. Like, it's – right, it's just whenever he hits the ball, you can tell it just takes the steam out of the entire team because <laughs> it seems like every at-bat he has, the second, third, two outs and he just hasn't been real good. And you're seeing John trying to move him around, put him in the seven hole. He puts him in the seven hole, and he still comes up with second, third, two outs, and nobody (laughs) wants to walk him. So a lot of that is bad luck. I laugh. It's it's not funny five months into the season, but the way I talk to John Snyder, the the manager, and what he's tried to do to the lineup to try and put the right dude in the right spot all at the right time to have him come up when it matters the most. You know, it's impossible as a manager to do your your fingers crossing it whenever you write the guy's name in the lineup. It's just yeah. funny to think about, though. Yeah.
2: all. I just think you got to trust the guys, right? Like, at the end of the day, outside of David Schneider, because the guy is just seems to be on fire, right? You just run him out there, figure it out, get him to third, get him in second, get him wherever you need to get him. He's hitting 425, a 17 for 40 with five bombs. He plays until he takes an over, period. But I, I get it. you got to run, run it out there. but It's, it's got to be, you know, you're going to go on the backs of Vladdy and Bo and Springer and Belt and Chapman, like you said. And if they don't perform, then they, then they don't perform. I don't think there's anything that, that the manager can really do.
0: Yep. Dero, before I let you run, uh, the Baltimore Orioles, of course, waiting for, I mean, they put Felix Batista in the I.L., waiting for more information on it. Doesn't look good. Uh, it's been a great run. It's been a magic run. They, you know, DL Hall and they've got Tyler Wells. They do have some options they can bring in to to fill that, but are are the Orioles going to be able to sustain things if Felix Batista is out for the rest of the year?
2: I, you know what? I do I do think they can get it done. I mm-hmm. think sometimes maybe it's just your time. On paper, no. I wouldn't I won't pick them to win the World Series. I don't know starters wise as good as Bradish is thrown as as good as Grayson Rodriguez looked last night. Um I don't know how they piece together a way to get to the World Series and win it with the arms they run out there. But Cano's been damn good for them. Like you said, D.L. Hall's got a big arm from the left side that's a big ask, but it seems like every postseason there's a rookie fireballer that comes up and punches tickets and a bullpen that's able to help him out. I look at them more from an offensive standpoint. Everybody that we didn't know as a household name is having a career year yep. altogether. Mm-hmm. Santander, Ryan O'Hearn. This guy was released by the Royals. He's killing the ball. So it's like I would play the whole why not us, everyone's doubting us, why not us, stay hot and and win the whole thing. But, no, I would probably, you know, lean uh, in the AL West. Like, you go back to Houston, if they get in, they're going to be a massive problem. Texas looks great. Seattle's playing as good as anybody.
0: Mark, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, D-Row.
2: Yeah, you got
0: it. Good talking to you guys. See you. Be well. That's Mark DeRosa, Rosa, uh, MLB Network analyst, uh, manager of Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. He's Going to manage in the majors someday.
1: It's hard being a manager.
0: I think he'd be a good hard. manager. I I've. I mean, I've said that before. I've well, been
1: I'm, his. We're, I'm. 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 I'm very confused what what the definition of a good manager is. I don't know. I, win a World Series. I it's. I think it depends on... Yeah, it depends changed, on the team. It's changed.
0: This is... Uh, so, passions kind of started something here. Ken Rosenthal reporting that there are a bunch of other players who are putting waivers today. Harrison Bader, mm-hmm. Carlos Carrasco, that's right-handed pitcher, mm-hmm. Mike Clevenger, mm-hmm. Jose Cisnero of the Tigers. I mean, those are a bunch of guys that teams might be looking at in the offseason. That is... I... I Again, I, Angels can do what they're going to do, but I got to think there's some pissed off general managers around baseball right now with that, I, I with that massive
1: influx of players. Put some pressure on some teams that probably didn't want the pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from ownership. No, but you, yeah. The idea behind the trade deadline well, is why you doing it? Aren't you doing it? That dang. thing, right?
0: Uh, a reminder, by the way, I should have mentioned this because uh, we did our between the lines. Uh, a reminder that between the lines. That that was between the lines. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. I got to, I should have mentioned that we had well, the we normally. Well, normally we do the Bet Rivers in the five o'clock oh, hour, Ross but because important. we had Ross on, it was important. Um, but we appreciate uh, we appreciate the folks at uh, Bet Rivers. Absolutely. And, and, uh, we appreciate you guys. We uh, agree too. It's just- we pre- Yeah, and and besides, I'm on a roll. I think I won like one in a row based on my call last night. You did. Uh, we have Blue Jays tickets to give away. Don't we? And Jeff, you have a very good trivia question here. Yes, because we've been giving you the chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long here in Blair and Barker. Whether you listen on the radio or on our podcast, all you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question to 590-590. Our last trivia question and answer was, who was the first Washington Nationals in a Nationals uniform, not an expo, the first Washington Nationals pitcher to win 20 games in a season? Gio Gonzalez with 21 wins. Gio Gonzalez. There's
1: no way you got that.
0: Free, yes, I did. You did. not I did. Frequently, a frequent, and I mean frequent, uh, frequently rumored pitcher coming to the Blue Jays for like three winter meetings in a row. Yeah, getting t- loud. <laughs> Today's question is to win tickets to see the Jays and Nationals down at the Rogers Center on August 30th. Why? I do believe August 30th is tomorrow, How Kevin that? Margaret. That's a 3.07 first pitch. And, and I got this, and you know I got this because I set it out right away. In which season did the Nationals franchise first make the postseason after moving to Washington, and who was the manager? So a two-part question. In which season did the Nationals franchise first make the postseason, of course, after they moved to Washington, and who was the manager? You can text the answer to 590-590 for your shot to win, See rules at sportsnet.ca slash 590. Interesting conversation with Mark DeRosa. Uh, the runners, and I, I don't know what to make about the whole runners and scoring position thing because I, I, you know, what analytics has done for me? Analytics has kind of made me wonder about luck. And do I put not enough emphasis on luck? Or do I put too much emphasis on luck?
1: Think you make your own luck.
0: This gets to me about something about baseball, my friend John Lowe told me, that explains why it's such a – it can be a, a confusing, complicated sport. Mm. And it's true. There are only two sports where the defense has possession of the ball, mm-hmm. cricket and baseball. Most other sports, the first act of the game is an offensive act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball is a negative game because the first thing I'm doing is I'm looking at you and I'm saying,
1: "Well, you're trying. Huh? You're not going to hit. You're trying." No, but I'm to just make saying. I think relevant stat. I, aren't you the no, runners in scoring position thing?
0: No, no, no. I'm not, no, I'm I'm not. I I'm saying though that that I don't the idea that an entire team
1: would have an issue with runners in scoring position. I. The luck part of it is who comes up a lot with runners in scoring position. That's why I mentioned Matt Chapman leads the team in at bats with runners in scoring position. That's the luck part of it. That's why you're seeing managers trying to mix around their lineup to have their hottest hitter trying to come up with the dude standing at second. Right? He's trying to, because that guy's seeing the ball better, balanced on time, like all those things it takes to put a good swing on a baseball in the big part of the field. Mm. That for me is the luck part of it. You're at bets with a dude standing on second or third. That's not luck. <laughs> I know I've, I've stood there. That's, that's when that pitch is losing money. That's when you can make a ton of money. Run producers don't grow on trees. Why, why do you think we've been yelling and screaming for three and a half months? Who's hitting cleanup? This is,
0: I, I think this might be the stat. That sums up the Blue Jays this year. Bo Bichette has scored 54 runs this year. That's 104th in baseball. He, I believe, in terms of hits, you see this, is 6th in baseball in hits. So think about that. Yeah, yeah. Your number two hitter. I got a, I got an answer for that. Is sixth in baseball and hits? I got an answer for
1: that. And 104th in runs scored. Yeah, he hits quite a few singles. So does Vladdy. And Dalton Varsho hit cleanup a bunch. And no, I, Matt Chapman has hit cleanup and fifth a ton. Yeah, no, but I'm saying... I, that, that's why the, that's but, why the run I'm scored that, thing is so low. But I'm saying that
0: sums up the Blue Jays. Absolutely. That sums up the Blue Jays. Yeah. You got a dude who's got the sixth... He's leading, is he? No, Julio Rodriguez is ahead of him now. So he's second in the American League in hits, and a hundred and fourth
1: in run scored. That is Chapman's hitting somewhere around two thirty with runners in scoring position. Say he added forty points to that, Ugh. they would they would be in the second wild card. Easy, yeah. I mean, it's not, It's not, We're not even having a discussion about that. Like yep. it's it's a given. Like that. That's how important. One guy can be just by mm. the luck factor of when he comes up, and that's why they're sticking him in the seven hole when he plays. It's, and he still comes up. Uh, the I back shouldn't laugh. It's not huh? fun. I shouldn't laugh. It's not fun. No, I know. The back
0: leg line is four one six four one three three nine five nine. Your chance to uh, I see it. Your chance to uh, ask questions of Kevin Barker. We haven't really had a chance to do this late because Barker was on holidays. Yeah. And I know y'all got, you all got a ton of questions for Barker. Again, 416-413-3959. We've got, by my count, at least 30 operators standing by mm. to, uh, to take your calls. Uh, no, it's your chance to leave questions and, and comments for Kevin. And uh, we like to take the pulse of the fan base of the back leg line. And I think we're going to do it on the other side of the break. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan, the Sportsnet Radio Network, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the biggest stories in Toronto sports. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever
2: you get your podcasts.
0: 707 is the first pitch tonight as the Jays look to... Win two in a row against the Washington Nationals.
1: Yeah, it's not about winning series. It's about winning. No, it's about eliminating teams. Yeah. They, they, you play them three times, beat them three times. Yeah. There it is. Exactly. Mackenzie yeah, but...
0: Gore on the mound for the Nationals. Ooh. Jose Berrios
1: Yeah. For the Blue Jays. It's had an up and down August, Brio says. I uh, think it's two strikes. The quality of the, just the stuff with two strikes and the changeup and the whatever you want to call that. You know Slides. what? slider, slurve, what whatever Kevin, you want to call that thing. needs it to that, be better. Yeah, what is it that Kevin Gossman
0: said yesterday? It's really true. And he wasn't whining. He wasn't complaining. He just said, you know, there's a lot of innings with high leverage because, you know, the team isn't going to score runs. It's that, it's that simple. I'm not making excuses for these dudes, but it is. It's that simple. And you heard, you heard, uh, uh, Mark DeRose in the last segment talked about that when he was with the the Giants, a team that went on the World Series. They'd have hitters meetings, and they'd say, dudes, we gotta we got to get more than three runs for these guys tonight because these guys are in fumes. And I think that's uh, – let's just say that the Jays hitters owe their starters. They owe them some six, seven, eight-run games.
1: There you go.
0: Whether or whether not are the they <laughs> 416-413-3959 is the back leg line. Your chance to leave questions, comments, recipes, hairstyling suggestions. For Jeff. For
1: Kevin Barker. The water. <laughs> it takes one person to come on our show and say, nice hair. And you running all over the office trying to find a cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> to run through your, your cup it. of water. I went out there and I...
0: <laughs>
1: Why do you care? Who cares? Oh, God.
0: You're the guy who says, I don't care whatever anybody says about uh, me. And then and then as soon as we're off the air, can you believe what that guy said? about anyhow, Johnny from Ajax, he left true. a message on the back leg Johnny. line. Johnny, Just a question that maybe you might be able to answer. Fingers crossed. Either one of you. you know, when it comes to a case like Matt Chapman, who is pretty much guaranteed not to be here next year Mm -hmm. and you get closer to the end of his contract does that affect the player knowing you know i'm out of here 30 games just wondering thanks Matt. yeah listen i appreciate the call i'll tell you how it may affect him he's got uh i've got 30 more days to roll some stats up to put some numbers up to uh improve my my lot in in free agency I, i will say this about matt chapman and free agency this is this is not a good year to be looking for franchise altering free agent players because there's not a lot of them out there.
1: Matt Chapman's got 50 RBIs. That's yeah, what I It's exactly in this lineup. Let me finish.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's not a good year to be looking for franchise altering guys cuz once Otani figures out what he's doing, it's pretty slim pickings. Um, you know, Matt Chapman Matt Chapman's going to he is going to uh, – he's going to – that's a positive for him. The thinner the market, teams are going to sit there and go, well, we got to add another bat. He does give you premium defense. He's going to get paid. He's not going to get paid as much as, he, as I think a lot of people thought he was with his hot start. But, I mean, Kevin, he's going to get money. Somebody's going to give him. Somebody needs to th- – tell you what, he's better than what the Yankees are running out of third base tonight. Is he really? though? Yeah. He's got 50 RBIs. He said uh, 240. Uh, yeah, whatever. It does, Man, you know what? 240. Yeah, it doesn't matter. What do you mean, whatever? It, 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 you know what? He's seventh for the Blue Jays. If you need a third baseman. Yankees got a bunch of
1: seven hole hitters. If you need a third baseman, where are you going to go? I, minor league system. Oh, really? Oh, I, good. Yeah. I mean, Eric's. You, 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 <laughs> because of who his agent is. That's kind of. The year he's had, I understand who is. He's basically the only guy available other than a ton. Yeah. I get it. Well then why are you arguing? Uh, it's it's not an argument. It's a it is. You're sitting there arguing a, about something that's that, that's obvious. It's like arguing about I mean, good, the sunrise. I mean, good for him. Every I guess every <laughs> once in a while you're the only person walking down the street. Good for him. Well, what I'm jealous that you could hit 240 and have 50 RBIs and get paid a bunch of money. Because I could do that. <laughs> Clearly you didn't do it enough. Thank you, Chad. Obvious. Thank you.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just, you got, you had this uh, burr in your ass about Matt Chapman all year. <laughs> it's not a burr.
1: It is. It's, it's like, not ah, a I burr. can't. It, I don't understand. I, well, there's a lot of things I didn't get. A toe taps. What, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: Anyhow, man. Adam from Vancouver. Adam.
1: My question
0: is, at the beginning of the year, uh, you guys were saying that a team... If, as far as their talent, if their talent can get them eighty-eight wins, give or take, and their managing can—if the proper management can get them another four or five wins. Yeah. Do you guys think? And I'm not saying that John has uh, that Snyder's. He's a bad manager. He made a lot of bad decisions. He's made some bad decisions. He's made some good decisions, but. I think he's made more uh more bad decisions than good and do you think that the management as a whole has given the Blue Jays uh the five or what I I can't remember exactly what numbers you were using but uh but I'm sure you remember
1: um, five or six wins that. a year Thanks, is guys. what a manager does yeah okay. you have to tell you if you're if you're a talented ten it's an 88 win team just on talent I can't believe that. And then you're giving, you're making the right move. You're putting the right guy. You're putting Davis Schneider in the two hole because he's hot. He comes up, and possibly, gets a big hit. Second, you, you can't of
0: thing. possibly quantify how many wins. A so why
1: do you need a manager? The
0: no, what's what's the, the point? point. I'm saying you can't quantify. What's the point? What I'm saying having is you a manager? can't quantify. You can't put a number on it. Um, the managers, the only, the major, the major way the manager affects a game is taking out the starting pitcher and using his bullpen. That's how you judge a manager. It, it, it's how you judge a manager. It's why so many people didn't think Dusty Baker was a great manager. Dusty Baker, you know, last year was a real good manager because his bullpen was really good. And his starting pitchers were able to help out the bullpen. But that's, again, that's how you judge a manager. Barker made the point. You look at this lineup and there, there, there is no way as a manager, you can arrange things so that Vladdy comes up to the plate every time there's a man in base. I mean, you just can't now. I will say this where I've disagreed with John Schneider. First of all, I think he's done a, re- he and Pete Walker have done a terrific job with, this organization's done a really good job with its pitchers, both its starters and its release. Can't argue that. They've done a terrific other job. Other than the Manoa stuff. Other than the Manoa stuff. Yeah, and and I don't. i too
1: long for that. Yeah,
0: and I don't understand. You know, I don't either. That's something we don't understand. No. Um, but other than that, they have consistently, they've made the right call in free agent pitchers Mm -hmm. oh they've had the odd kirby yates that's true but you know what i like about this organization they didn't get gunshot they brought kirby yates in he was no good he was hurt sent him out and then they went out and brought somebody else so you know that that uh that that happens but in 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 terms of the lineup where i've disagreed with john schneider is dalton Varshaw in the cleanup spot although i understand why they did it you do I understand. I accept his explanation for it. I don't agree with it, but I accept it. And I've said this, and Bo may not like it. I don't know. I still think in this team, Bo's in the middle of my order, and I'm playing for the big inning. That's me. But other than that,
1: um, you know. Yeah, I think they were banking on Chapman was going to have a better year. Kirk was going to be relevant. Uh, th- they were thinking Vladdy was going to be an MVP candidate. Like there were some things they were banking on that, didn't that would make the, the yeah. lineup look a little bit different and you can't, you could put Bo wherever you wanted to put Bo. You know what? You can't,
0: you can't compensate for the guy who's supposed to be your aircraft carrier oh. just having a good year. Yeah, there I, you go. Y- you can't. Nope. I mean, you just can't. You can't. Um, well said. you, you, you. And that's just a fact. There's nothing John Schneider, John Schneider can't manage his way out of Vladdy not hitting home runs. This team's built to hit home runs. Um, having said that, though, like, I don't know if this team doesn't make the playoffs. If it's me, um, that's a colossal disappointment. And I'm not one who always makes a big deal about payrolls. But it's certainly disappointing for a team that's running out of 250 or whatever is million dollar payroll to not make the playoffs. Um, changes
1: need to be made who, who if that's go? the case. If you if you were Mark Shapiro, who would go? I mean, I... I Who's paying for it?
0: Yeah, you have to start with the hitting coaches because...
1: Uh, this is just me? The strategy... The people that I've talked to, that would have been gone three months ago. Well, That's me. Um,
0: you yeah. know, again, we asked Ross about his job. Seth, look, Ross puts the team together. Ross is on... I, I was going to say his third manager. That's not entirely fair to him. He inherited Gibby, but he hired Charlie Montoya. That didn't work out. He's hired John Schneider. And if the Jays don't go to the playoffs this year, again, you can't look at this year and say it was a step forward. You can't. It wasn't a step forward. Uh, and there has to be changes. Like, mm-hmm. look, I admit it. I thought they were going to... I came on after the playoff loss to Seattle. I thought there were going to be changes. Now, the changes they made were Teoscar and Lourdes Yeah, Gerels- I think and- the
1: Dalton Bar show trade because of the what, what you were trying to do. The optics of the way the season ended last year sort of forced mm. you into trying to make the move that you made so the optics wouldn't look that way this year, and you forgot that somebody's got to drive in the runs. Mike
0: from Victoria
1: Harbor. Mike.
0: Um, I was just calling
2: um, in Mr. Burke. I was wondering, um, I was looking at the knob of uh, Quan, the guy, from the Guardians. And it, it actually looks really, really large. Like, can you explain that? Thanks, guys. Have a good show.
0: Yeah, actually, it, it's uh Buck and Danny were talking about that. He, It's a big weighted knob.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I have used those before in batting practice. And what basically that does is, a lot of bats are top-heavy. You want to be able to feel the barrel, right? You want to have, mm-hmm. you want to feel the little You've last whip yeah. of your barrel, right? That gives you sort of that little extra, and then you want to get to your finish. A lot of hitters want to feel the balance of the bat all the time, like you can't feel the barrel anymore. That would force you to have to use your hands better, which means I'm not so much throwing the barrel towards to get to my finish, I'm using the barrel from the time it gets in the strike zone till the time I hit the baseball and it leaves my barrel. There's a big difference, right? Me, I was the guy I wanted to feel the finish. Like I wanted to, the barrel was right beside my face. I wasn't a get it back where the the, the back elbow was leading the barrel. I was not that guy. I was a bottom hand guy. Barrel was right by your face, I wanted to feel the little whip, get to my finish. It was down in, short to it, long through it. That's what I was. When you have a, a balanced bat, you basically want to feel that barrel the entire way through. And most of those guys are not dudes that party out front. Like, that ain't, that ain't what they trying to do. They're trying to use the entire field, not strike out a ton. You're fast. That's your strength. I put the ball play. I run as fast as I can. Those are sort of the guys that use those kind of bats. I hope I answered that the way people could did you, understand it. Did, did
0: they have axe handle bats when you played as well? Have you seen those, right, around the cage? Kind of the axe handle?
1: Yeah, I, I never understood those. The guys. Did you know guys who used them, or is that yeah, a new thing? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's basically like an axe handle. Yeah, it is. I don't get it. Okay. I, if, you, if you put the barrel in your fingers the right way... I don't understand. I I still don't understand. Like I there's no way I can understand understand why that person or why you would want to use it. Like I Yeah. I just doesn't make any sense to me why why that would be beneficial to I Springer uses those all the time. I I don't know I know yeah. He seems to think that it helps him feel his hands more to where he can throw the barrel at the ball. I don't understand that, but A hitter, a lot of the times, Jeff, as you well know, can talk themselves to almost anything. If they one time took it to batting practice, and boy, it was just flying off the barrel. I'm using this from now on. Like you can talk yourself into it and you really don't have a reason why you're using it.
0: Brandon from London. I presume this is London, Ontario.
2: Um, Earlier in the season, you would refer to Vladdy as like the aircraft carrier for the team. Hmm. And I'm just curious, considering we're down to this point in the season and we're heading uh near the end of it, do you still view him like that, or has his value decreased that much? and maybe it's an obvious answer he's had a really bad year or an off year considering what he's played like but uh just curious of your thoughts of uh, how he's viewed overall? Thanks boys, love the show
1: awesome thanks i it's a that's a tremendous question i I, I, This is me. I would love to see if he makes a mechanical change. How, I, I think he has obvious holes. I think he has a lot of moving parts. I think he thinks because he thinks he's more talented than the dude throwing it, mm-hmm. that he can overcome all the moving parts. Newsflash. It's a pretty big sample size. You're going to have to use the, more of the entire field more often. It's like yesterday or last night. He takes the oo fastball, middle, a little up, and everything is right, and just hits a bb mm-hmm. to right center, and he has three non-competitive at bats. Like he looked like me at almost fifty. The other three at bats, why? That that that's the. For me, that's the big separator. How can you mesh the two together and be competitive for four at-bats? Because that, for me, is the separator, right? Is You had the one good year, and I I don't think it's just game plans. We just had Ross on. Ross basically told you that's not all of his issue. Is there feeding him enough information, and he's a smart enough guy, that when he walks to the plate, he's got a decent idea of what's coming?
0: I, mean, I wrote a column about this on Sportsnet.ca a couple of days ago. And, and this is the thing. I think there has been this perception that the Jays are going to be Vladdy's team. And I'll explain what I mean by that. And I don't mean to draw, uh, to create a thing between him and Bo. But in 2015 this team reestablished itself nationally. It reestablished itself as a brand. The the Rogers center became a place to be and it was Eddie and it was Donaldson and it was Jose Batista and Russ. I mean, we know all about that team. And I think when Batista and Eddie started to move away, you kind of got the impression that the baton was being passed to, to, to Vladdy. Unlike Bo Vladdy was a top prospect in baseball. Right. He was a guy that got a lot of money to sign. Um, and so I think there's always been that idea. And what I wrote is you, you have a year like this. Now, Vladdy's still three years away from free agency, but you have a year like this. And I think you got to, I mean, I worded it like this Is he more Scottie Pippen than Michael Jordan? In other words, is he more really, really good all-star player, but maybe not the guy you build your entire franchise around? And I think if Vladdy has a hot especially now, like if you want to talk about rewriting your narrative, if Vladdy goes on a heater in September, the way Bo went on a heater last year in September with all these injuries, I mean, that now you're, that's what an aircraft carrier is supposed to do. I think, without coming out and saying it, the fact this organization hasn't signed him to a multi-year contract tells you about how he is viewed in this organization. Um, I think the number's really big. Well, That's why he hasn't signed. Right. But two years ago, we were talking about Tatis Jr., the impact that's going to have, Raphael Devers. Ask yourself, would you give Vladdy a Fernando Tatis Jr. contract? Would you give Vladdy a 10 year contract yeah, right now? I'm not now? sure I'd
1: give anybody that.
0: Anybody that. I, uh, uh, all, all I'm saying is, Vlad, Vladdy's going to get his, and Vladdy's going to get paid. But, and the other thing that I think, uh, you know, the Jays, Vladdy's making a lot of money right now going year to year. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's being chronically underpaid.
1: But Long, long-winded answer. Absolutely. I don't know. I've changed my mind a little. I, 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 Compared him to Albert Pujols. I, I thought he was going to be the next three hundred, thirty, and a hundred right-handed for ten, hitter, which for ten, isn't, for ten, which isn't for, ten, easy. for ten years in a row. Yeah. I, I came on our show and said yep. that. I think now, I, I, I think there's, I think there's has to be a willingness to look in the mirror and go, "Dude." And I've also got to say this: I'm facing really good. I need to, I need to change some things. Will he do it? If he does it, then maybe you change your mind again.
0: I've also got to say this: there's a chance that Bo Bichette. Leads the American. If, if he comes back, he can lead the American League in hits for three years in a row.
1: Um, Julio Rodriguez is pretty good too. He's he's right there. He's leading the American he, yeah, League. Yeah, but, but but he's, he's going to do his thing. I, it's no, but no, but
0: you're missing the point. What I'm saying is, for all the talk about Vladdy, there is one guy who has been for three years a really, really, really good hitter for three years, and that's Bo. And yeah, maybe but, we ought to start thinking about is this Bo's team. Compared to Vladdy, team.
1: Yeah, I think Vladdy had 40 and 100 right now. They'd be in the playoffs. But he doesn't. That's why we're talking about him differently. Right, but he doesn't. That's why we're talking about him differently. But Bo is
0: once again leading the – or close to leading the American League in hits. That's what I'm saying. Right. Bo's doing – Bo is doing consistently what yeah. Bo needs to Maybe do. Maybe
1: it takes two to tango. Maybe they need both of them to do their thing. I'm
0: asking this. If you move Bo down in the middle of the order – is he going to hit less? Is he going to change as a hitter? I mean, I know. It's a hard question. We got, what do we got? We got three minutes left, three and a half minutes left to answer that. Four minutes left. I, that's a hard question. I wonder about that. If you move Bo down yeah. third or fourth. Matt Chapman's
1: hitting behind Bow. I pitch around Bow to get to Chapman. Uh, Bryce from Kitchener. Bryce.
2: I was looking at the remaining games left they have in the schedule, and I believe for them to make the playoffs, Will have a real, actual shot. They have to go twenty-four and ten. What do you guys think? Love the show.
0: Thank you. Uh Let me look at the wild card standings right now. Uh, wild card. Wild card. The Jays are what? They are seventy-two and sixty. So they've got how many games left? Thirty games left. I think they have to go minimum eighteen and twelve in those thirty games. I think you need. To, to be in there comfortably, you need ninety one, ninety two, ninety three wins. So if you need ninety-three wins, they're gonna have to they're really gonna have ask to you a question. the hammer.
1: Realistically, you think at home they could beat the Rangers three out of four?
0: Uh based on what I've seen from the Rangers, based on their pitching,
1: I think I think there's a chance. Yeah.
0: I think they could take three or four from the Rangers.
1: They're getting Boston for three after the Rangers. Think they could take two out of three?
0: Depends if Boston if if Boston's uh, what Boston's five and a half back now, but it's, it's, depending if Boston has anything to play for, yeah, I think it's possible. Mm.
1: I think I think, and then you got, and then you got the. Don't ask the, me the about Tampa for Bay. three, the Rays for three, the Yankees for three. Well, the, but the, the Rays for three, like you're getting. But there's
0: again, and and we've also got to say this though, the Rays, if the Rays are what are they now? They're they're three behind the Orioles in the loss column. If the Rays have nothing to play for, if they are going to be the AL wild card, they're going to be the first wild card team. Yeah,
1: it'd be the last three games of the season. You know, I- they may not have they may not be playing for anything. Uh, what's up until then? Like you got twenty-seven games before the last three games. Yeah, no, no, of the season. no, no, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking, you're trying to I'm say, talking but...
0: about games against the Rays. I'm talking you... about games. It it depends entirely. It depends if the Rays have any if if the Rays are just getting everybody lined up and trying to keep everybody healthy for the playoffs, they're gonna approach the games differently. They're not mm. gonna mail it in, but they're gonna approach them differently. There's I mean, there's so much. That's why it's hard to look at a schedule and say they gotta do this and go this far because it depends on what your opposition is,
1: is 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 playing for. August they're scoring a little bit over f- four runs a game. That was you, th- you think the Blue Jays could get that closer to six a game? Uh, not for the next thirty games. Uh, Score by not, an average about six runs a game. Not without adds to this lineup. Not without Bo coming back. So to the caller's point of going twenty four and ten, if they can't, in my mind, well, twenty four and ten, there's not thirty four games. Whatever you said, it was get it close to. Don't be that way. Get it to. You've got ninety ninety one wins. Six six runs a game. Six runs a game for the yeah. next thirty games. Get Hunter you're, Renfro. You're, <laughs> Give me Hunter Renfro. There's going to have to be some surprises, like Davis Schneider. The Davis Schneider era is upon us. I mean, he went all of a sudden from not being able to hit an elevated fastball. to, We're going going to find out. They're going to keep running him out there. Mm -hmm. We're going to see. 7 7 is the first
0: pitch tonight at the Rogers Center. The Jays, their second of three games against the Washington Nationals. Mackenzie Gore on the mound for the Nationals. Jose Barrios for the Jays. Um it was a fun show today, Barker. It was mm. busy. It was busy. It was kind of hectic. It was busy. It was just stuff going on. We said a lot. Yeah. We really did. Um ready for Blue Jay's talk tonight? Not really. Okay. <laughs> thanks for uh thanks for doing such a great job selling
1: selling the product. Jeez. You go do something? Mm-hmm. You yell at me and then wave your finger at me. Uh, it's like I get the jacket today. You do.
0: I get the jacket. <laughs> I, I get the. I get the Blair and Barker version of the jacket today.
1: Uh, I get it. You, you got to admit, I got it today. Some solid questions that needed to be answered, and I. And I get he, the jacket. He today. did his best to answer. Them. Anyhow, yes, he did. We appreciate Ross Absolutely. Atkins
0: joining us. We appreciate all of you for joining no us. Question. We'll be back again tomorrow following the Blue Jays game with Blue Jays talk with Blair and Barker. So once the game is over tomorrow, we'll be on and we'll be doing Blue Jays talk tonight as well. Enjoy the baseball. Have a great night.